Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Brian Sebring, president of Sebring Design Build in Naperville, Illinois. Brian's going to share his seven-step process to getting online reviews. All that and more on today's episode. Nine times. Nine times. Is that to celebrate our ninth episode? You're so smart. I know. I pick up on those things, you know? Do you know where maybe that's from? Um, I do now because I just asked you because I wouldn't have, but... Yes, you yeah. did. You knew that was from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, actually, I didn't. I gotta watch it again. It's been a long time. Hi, this is Victoria Downing, and this is Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. You know, Mark, I'm excited today to have our next guest on because he is sort of a marketing virtuoso. He's he's one of my heroes. You know, it's, and this is not the only time we've tapped him to share some of his smarts. This time, though, we get to focus in on one very specific area, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I was a little shocked. You said you you kind of really screamed into the mic and blew my earballs out. But <laughs> yes, I said earballs. Yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, he's going to talk about online reviews, and you know, reviews are the lifeblood of any decent remodeler so uh, this is a very good topic that I mm-hmm. think we should have tons of listeners for mm-hmm. so I'm very excited so let's get the show on the road welcome Brian thank you for having me you know really like I said you are a bit of a marketing virtuoso you seem to have a really good grip on so many aspects of marketing how did you get that mindset um, a few years ago I had someone recreate my website and in that process, they ruined the SEO on my website. Oh. And I, I spent a lot of money. And I finally just got fed up not knowing and understanding uh, what marketers do, digitally at least. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started diving down the rabbit hole of digital marketing and um, learned a ton over a period of probably six months just um there's tons online. Marketing is the easiest thing to learn, probably, if you're ready to, to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, because they all post it online, and you, you can find secrets, tactics, tips, all that stuff online, and uh, that's what I did. Well, cool beans. Well, so today, you're going to share some of the expertise that you've learned on online reviews, how to, how to create them, how to manage them, how to get your clients to do them, all that good stuff, right? Exactly. So, one of the things we love are systems and processes, and it sounds like you're not winging it at all. You've got a very deliberate seven-step process. Correct. I, I think originally we were doing all these things, and my, um, my roundtable group asked me to put it down on paper for them, to help them, and so we kind of wrote it down. So, yeah, we've realized it was seven steps, and it really is circular because uh, when you get a review, you get a new customer, and you start the process all over again. So. Well, let's jump in. Why don't you start sharing some of those steps with us? Okay, well, step one is uh, on the original lead intake. Um, wow. I have someone that, you really I start? Have someone, so you start way back then? Yeah, yeah you got it. Um, because ultimately, I, I'm trying to encourage people to read our reviews, right? Um, mm. People get our names from many different ways, and um, some of them is not based on reviews. So obviously, we have a lot of positive reviews. We want to get a leg up on our competition. And um, the person uh, that I have that talks to them originally will ask them how they got our name. And uh, if they've 
got our name from Angie's List or Yelp or any type of other review site, we tell them they're really smart for doing it, right? Oh, we great. affirm mm -hmm. them. And then uh, if they haven't, we tell them that the best way to find contractors is, is to look on those review sites. And then also the best way to check up on other contractors is, is to type in the contractor name and, and put complaints after it or oh, wow. reviews after it. Mm -hmm. um, this, this helps, you know, you, you always hear of them checking with their neighbors of who you use to do your kitchen mm -hmm. or this or that. It's really easy to do one good project, but it's, it's hard to have years of happy clients, right? So I find that um, online reviews, you can't hide from online reviews, right? If right. you're good, you'll have a bunch online. And uh, so we really encourage them. And then if they, if they haven't, we also send them, we, we created a blog article on the, the best uh, review sites and 10 best practices in reading online reviews. So we really? send that to them, really trying to encourage them to go to go online and start to research. We find that people that research our company um, on our website and others, the more they research, the more likely to have them hire us. So that document that you just referred to with the instructions for how to read a review, is that one of your other steps that we're going to be talking about later? No, um, no, th that's just more educational stuff that we try to put in front of their face, right? It's not self-promoting at all. It's just to help them. And uh, in, in the beginning steps, it's the best time to give it to them, right? Because they're, I know everyone always says, You're, I'm going to call three people. And, and so how do they know who's coming in their house? So yeah, we, we send that to them right off the bat. If they, um, honestly, we probably send it to them no matter what, even if they have, the more we can get information in them uh, to read that stuff and how to read it correctly, um, the better. Well, so give me, if you don't mind, before we go on to step two, give me a couple of things that you share with them. I mean, what should they be doing when they're reading reviews? This is a very unique thing for me. I've not heard of that before. Well, um, here's, a, here's a good example. Um, lean towards companies that have received a lot of reviews. The more reviews, the more likely they're not fake, right? Uh. So if a company only has one review, um, or none, there's something wrong, right? In this day and age, they either haven't been in business long or, you know, I mean, it's just odd why a company wouldn't have a lot of reviews. So, um, and, and part of that, the 10 best practices is understanding the difference between Yelp and House and Angie's lists. And they're all different. They all lead uh, to different types of reviews. Okay. I mean, a good example I found House is a review site that um, deals with more quantity rather than quality reviews, meaning, the more you have, the better, but you're not going to get many bad reviews on house. Also on Yelp, you could, uh, here's a good tip. When people read reviews on Yelp, go to the filtered section of Yelp and read those reviews too, because it, you know, Yelp filters, they have an algorithm filter. And if they only have one review that's posted, but if you go down to the filtered section, you can really start to understand the other reviews as well. Okay. So yeah, there's, there's a bunch of those. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's really helpful for people. Okay, awesome. Thank you. So I can include that. I can send you that information if you oh, want to include it in the show. That would be wonderful. Mark will put it up on the page for this podcast. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Thank you. So, okay, so then what's step number two? So when I meet the person um, at their home for the first time, I usually haven't talked to them. Usually, again, my lead intake person does that. And it's good, um, it's good at building rapport, right? I mean, how did you find us? And then I just close my mouth and hear how they found us, mm -hmm. right? And um, if they said, oh, my neighbor referral and, you know, we get talking about if they if they're looking at talking to other uh, contractors and I'll, and I'll say, hey, it, it, have you you know checked in the reviews? And and it, it just allows a candid conversation because usually in the beginning it's a little uptight. People don't know who I am and mm -hmm. um, it just kind of opens conversation. 
All right, cool. That sounds wonderful. So you're embedding it in very early in the sales process, at least twice. And then what happens when you move to step number three? Um, it's when signing the contract, right? So when, when they sign the contract, I have a checklist that I go through. Stuff like, hey, if we put a dumpster on your, your driveway, which side of the driveway do you want? How to deal with pets? You know, how we're going to prep their house? You know, stuff like that. Reviewing kind of here's all the next steps. And um, I tell them that we want them happy through the entire project, right? It's, it's first and foremost what I want them to understand from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. That not, not everything is going to be perfect, but in the end, we want them to be happy. And I tell them, you know, you're going to be meeting your project manager. He's going to be your main point of contact, but I want them to call me if they would ever not consider leaving us a good review online. Oh. So I, you know, they have my cell phone, literally anytime you get to that stage where you're frustrated, I want to know, I want to step in, I want to make it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I said, the project managers are going to work really hard to get reviews at the end of the project. Um, they get small bonuses um, based on how many reviews that they leave. The whole production team does, the estimator, designer, and the project manager. And I, and I say, that, you know, our hope is that they feel guilty that they don't leave us a review. Because <laughs> okay. you're so, so good. Mm-hmm. We've worked so hard building this relationship and, and they work so hard to, you know, to make sure the project runs smoothly and they keep them happy and communicated well that um, at the end, they're going to ask for a review. I want to, you know, I tell people, I want to let you know that they're going to ask you for the review. We have a, an email template that we send out with all the links to all of our reviews. And um, I explain how important reviews are to our business. And most people say, you know what, I would be happy to give you a review if you guys do a great job at that point. Good. So, uh, it's good to get it in their head. It's good to have them understand. We really want them happy mm-hmm. that this is not, this is a big deal to us. And um, I've had some good feedback just in that conversation alone. So you're really setting expectations right again, right off the bat with, and being very blunt, but it sounds like in a very customer service oriented way, you're not asking them for a review you didn't earn. Exactly. We just, exactly. We, we tell them we want to earn those re- reviews. That's our goal is we're going to earn those that we're going to work really, really hard and that we hope that at the end of the project that you give us this gift back to us. That is a great idea. Now, I want to go to the comment you made about the email template you sent out. Is there a downside? I thought I'd heard this somewhere. Is there a downside to putting the links to your review, to your pages, to Yelp and Angela and so on, in a letter like that because you're starting that path versus having them go and find it? I mean, something like that. Is that? I've never heard that. And we've never come across that. One of the things we do in the email, there's one, Yelp is the only one I tell people, uh, we educate them a little bit at the end of the project that if they're not a regular Yelper, don't leave us a review. Um, if they, it's the first time they've ever left a review in Yelp, that'll just get filtered out. Oh. So, um, we, we, we're very blunt about that. Yelp does not like soliciting reviews, so um, we don't do that. We try to limit that. Let's put it that way. So, no, we've never had any issues with links. Why would they do that? It, again, I think they think that by asking for reviews, it's going to be more fake. You know, if you're asking someone for a good review, it may be more fake. And so, um, ultimately, I think that if someone's going to take the time to do that, they care enough, you know, that it's a real review. But I've been very frustrated. I have a lot of uh, reviews that are filtered out by Yelp over the years. And there's some, they're all legit. I could literally send them the address and phone number of every single client in there. They don't care. Um, so yeah, okay. Yelp is a love hate relationship a little bit. <laughs> I would, I would guess so, but Yelp is a, not something that, uh, remodelers are asked to 
pay for in any way, like house or like Angie's List, correct? Oh, they have paid too. They, they call oh. me all the time wanting me to pay to get higher up. On, it's the same thing as all the other ones. We don't. Um, Yelp is probably our... Um, it's good to have Yelp. We've gotten leads from Yelp, don't get me wrong, but um, it's a little more for restaurants than retail I've come across compared mm-hmm. to engineer houses, more for construction. All right, great. So let's see. I think we were wrapping up step three. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. So what's step four? Um, impeccable service throughout the entire project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, none of this works if my team fails to live up to the expectations laid out. Um, they have to be good. Um uh, excellent service, even if it costs us money. How do you mean? Uh, you know, when we have, we have tough clients at times, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, they expect things that probably weren't laid out. Sometimes it costs us money to make them happy. In the end, if you have the, the theory of, in the end, we're going to keep as many clients as we can happy. Some, you're never going to keep happy, right? Mm-hmm. I understand that. But if you can do every single thing you can to keep them happy, in the end, it'll all come back to you. Um, and you may not get a review from them, but at least, and then you'll keep them happy. But um, the other thing in this impeccable service is addressing issues fast. Now, why do you uh, say that? The, the longer you wait, the more they get frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. Even honestly, hours, you know, they send an email and if it doesn't get attacked right away, uh, they think we don't care. And, and it all comes down to, do we care? Mm-hmm. Um, Over communicate. The best thing to do is you can never over communicate. <laughs> You're sure they never say you send me too many emails. Never, especially <laughs> when there's issues, right? I mean, I, the one basic things I tell my project managers, if someone has a problem or they have a question, you, all you have to say is, I don't know the answer to that, but I am going to find out and I will get back to you by this time. Mm-hmm. The longer you wait, I mean, sometimes on the weekends we have to do it. I don't like my guys working on the weekends, but if it's an emergency and they're frustrated, you can tell that. My whole company gets all these emails because we use uh, an online project management system. So we all get them. So the quicker you deal with it and the quicker you say, we'll find this out. I'll call you first thing Monday morning. We care, you know, all the above. You get, you keep happy people. Yeah, Brian, it's pretty funny you say that because I'm pretty sure I remember you telling me I send you too many emails. <laughs> That's different. That's when different, sure. Just remember this next time. <laughs> so how do you get your people to understand the connection between their uh, approach to problems and challenges and the reviews and the success of the company? It comes hand in hand. Um, how do I, I can tell how I train them. Um, one, one thing I've learned is um, when I model it, right? What, you know, we, we use co-construct and when an email comes through and I respond to it very fast, they see that, right? Yes. When, you know, it, you just have to model it with yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. it's important enough to get back to them right away. They see that as, a, as an example and they do it. So what about if they're facing a person face-to-face? I mean, a lot, I know a lot of carpenters, their their personality profiles are such that they're not real keen on those potentially confrontational conversations. How do you train them to deal with that? Again, we, I, I mo- we model with them. Obviously, when you interview them and you hire people on, on, on staff, you need to interview them, ask the right questions, right? What type of person they are. We also do the DISC profile and understand the type of personality they are. Um, you know, D's compared to S's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, all those matter. You have to have a customer service-based person that understands that not every client is going to be happy, but you got to try your best. As long as I know my project managers tried their best to keep them happy, that's all I ask for, right? Mm-hmm. So. 
Brian, so if we could take a quick tangent, have you ever had to deal with bad reviews left on you? And and have, do you do anything with that, or do you do you actively try to get them to change it? What what happens there? So bad reviews are good. Really? Uh, yes, and and, uh, and most guys in my in my roundtables group would disagree with me, but it depends on the bad review. Don't get me wrong, right? I have bad reviews. I have bad reviews right on my website. I'm right on Yelp and you know multiple sites. There are reviews mostly on the process not necessarily from clients. Um, the reviews, when people called me up, I talked to them and I told them that we weren't the right fit for their project and they didn't like it and they uh. left bad. So yeah, I wouldn't say bad reviews about the remodeling process is good. Like it, you guys were horrible at this, 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 and this, you know, those aren't good. But it, if you can use a review to teach the people reading the review of who you are, um, as long as you reply to it, and apologize and I wanted to take care of it and we're here and give me a call. I, this, this is a big deal to me. It's not a, you know, it's not a small deal to me. So as long as people are going to read that, they're going to read how you respond to it. They tell people part of that, that blog article is that if, if there's a, a bad review, it's not bad if the owner re, or whoever it is replies to it and is apologetic and I want to make this right. And what do I need to do? That's actually a good thing to see how they handle the problem. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I don't, I don't ever, especially when you have 90 good reviews, right? You got one bad review or two bad reviews. It's no big deal. That's why you need to avidly go after good reviews to offset the bad reviews. Cause if, if you only get one review and it's bad, that's a bad review and th- that can really ruin you. Mm-hmm. For it's, sure. it's, it's such a mature and smart line of thinking. I mean, to me, it also adds credibility to you and that, you know, you, it's, Suspect, like you said, if you have zero reviews, there's something wrong. I think if you're a hundred percent five star, there's something weird going on there. Yeah, it, it def. I agree with that. I mean, in the beginning, I wouldn't have said that ten years ago when I started reviews, but it definitely does give you legitimacy for sure. Okay, so step five. Um, step five is a happy ending, right? You need at the end, the homeowner needs to be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if they're not happy. You're not going to get a good review. So um, excellent service usually allows for mistakes, right? If you give them excellent service, you do all the things, you care. I've had projects not go perfectly and people still give us good reviews because they realize that we, in the end, we cared. They have this beautiful project at the end um, and um, they're like, yes, I, I still would. I mean, nothing is perfect. Life isn't perfect. When in the beginning, I tell people that when when they're signing the contract, I say, "Okay, just so you know, if you think this is going to be perfect, let's talk about it because it's not going to be perfect." But we're I'm telling you, I'm putting my name behind it that if there's an issue, we will take care of it. We stand behind our work, and so you have to in the end have a happy ending. It's as simple as that. If you, if it's not happy at the end, you're not going to get the good review. So many times we've talked to remodelers who will do a fantastic job right up to the last 10%. Then they'll have a knob off a cabinet or something that's not installed for months, and it just erodes everything. What are some of the things that you're doing to make sure that doesn't happen and you can end on a high note? Well, we don't, we're not done until every single thing is done. I mean, when I meet weekly with my project managers, the project is not done I don't care if we have final payment until it is fully hundred percent done. It is not done. 
And so that, and then you, you got to stay at project delays can ruin a project, right? Mm-hmm. You got to get it. I mean, it is understandable to have slight project delays when they extend further and further and further, you just get more and more frustrated clients. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is at the, you know, every single meeting, are we on, are we on track to finish on time? Yes, we are. We're ahead of schedule or no, we're behind. If we're behind, do I need to step in? Do I need to talk to the homeowner? How are they feeling about being behind? You know, all those things. It's just, it's just communicating mm-hmm. and communicating well. And, and I, and when, again, when they sign, I tell them that we try to stay on, on top of the, the schedule. Things happen. Human beings are touching this project. I tell people sometimes a, a kitchen remodel, a hundred to 200 different human beings touch it from the fabricators to the builders, to the delivery guys. There's so many, something's going to happen where it may make a delay. I said, we're going to try to get you back on schedule and we care. Mm-hmm. As that. So Brian, do you do any sort of a celebration around the ending, that happy ending? Celebration. <laughs> Depends on the client, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we want to be done that bad, we'll celebrate. No. <laughs> if they're a tough client, sometimes we celebrate. No. Um, no, I mean, I, at the end, I mean, the next step is the post project, right? Um, where I meet with the homeowner mm-hmm. and we talk through and we look at their amazing project. And, and honestly, they're, in, I'm, nor- I'm normally gushing over how great it looks and just telling them they, I mean, remember, they are the hero of this, right? We're just the Yoda. We just help them get their, the, the end result of what they want, right? So I tell them they did a great job because really it's them going through with our designer and me and us to do it. And I tell them, this is amazing. You did a great job because it's not about us. It is about them. So, you know, and we, we talk, we, and I, a lot of times I'll take project pictures and I'll ask him how the project manager did. Did he stay on top of communication? And, you know, if, if they're not happy, I mean, if they haven't told me by that time, if they're not, I'll hear about it at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of the time we hear, yes. Oh, I love your guys. Your guys are great. I, in the end, I was ready for you guys to be done because I want my kitchen back, mm-hmm. but um, I'm going to miss this person and this carpenter. He was a great guy and I love this guy. And it's another opportunity that's Another opportunity to say, hey, you know, remember we talked about in the beginning about leaving us reviews? Right. You know, would you mind doing that? And some people will say, yeah, my project manager already sent it to me. I got to do that. I'll, I'll definitely do that. And I'll take care of that. And, and I'll remind them that they, they get little bonuses um, and it helps them. And at the end of the year, it adds all up and it's actually a nice little bonus for them. And, and so uh, most of the time um, at that point, people are like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Or some of them have already done it. And I'll, mm-hmm. it just, it's a good opening discussion of how we did, what could we have done better? Cause we want to be better. And, um, you know, it, it definitely uh, helps increase the amount of reviews for me asking one more time. That's great. So that was, that was uh, step six, correct? Yes. All right. Exactly. So what's the wrap up? The big step, so seven. step seven. So step seven is there's a lot of people that don't leave us reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of my, some of some, some of the projects we've done for my close friends, I never got reviews, even though they're close for friends of mine. People are busy. Their life is busy. Un- understand that that may, may not happen. You may not get a review, but what we do is two months late, two months later, the project manager checks back in with them. How's your project doing? Do you need, you need us to take care of anything? And, and I noticed you haven't left a review. Would you mind doing that? I just want to remind you again, would you mind doing that for me? You know, that sort of thing. And, um, it's a, it's a good check-in. And then we also, part of step seven is at the end of the year during award seasons, I call mm-hmm. it, you had house award, right. Award, right, right around Christmas. Do we normally do it before Christmas? And we said, Hey, is a gift us. If you haven't given us review on this platform, whether it's house or whatever it is, would you do that for us? Here's the link. We'd really appreciate. It. We're trying to win an award. 
Mm. And normally, I mean, we've gotten some really good feedback on that. People who feel very generous around the holidays, and uh, they really like that. Mm-hmm. Great. That's awesome. I really like that last tip. That yeah. was great, tying it into the holiday season. Brian, this has been great. I, I would talk to you for hours about this stuff, and you know, I definitely won't email you about it because apparently I send too many emails. <laughs> but um, but you know, we've we've hit that time of the show. You know what time it is? Yes, I do. <laughs> and now here's a Remodelers Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. All right, Brian, we're gonna put sixty seconds on the clock and start hitting some questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. What's your favorite business book and why? Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I I learned more from that book and just how to deal with people. Um, I also have my teenage kids at when they're 12, they read the uh, the teen version of it and I I quiz them on it and they get a prize, whether it's going to a movie or something special after they read it. Both my daughter and my son have read that as well. If you weren't the president of Sebring Design Build, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, probably a niche or authority website marketing, um, or, or probably video editing. I certainly loved your video you did for last year's summit. I certainly love that. So one of those two probably. What are you not very good at? I'm definitely a better, um, business owner or people person than a carpenter. Uh, for five years I was a carpenter and I wouldn't say I was horrible, but I'd rather leave that to my guys. They're way better than I was for sure. Your room, your desk, or your car, which do you clean first? Oh, definitely my desk, because it seems like I probably spend more time there. If you were a superhero, what would you want your one superpower to be? Uh, going back in time or going in forward in time. How many basketballs uh, would fit in your office? <laughs> probably about 300. Wow, that's a small office. <laughs> I do have a small office. <laughs> All right, thanks, Brian. That was a great one. Brian, this has been awesome. Again, you've been you're so you're so generous always. Anytime we ask you, and you always are so good. So thank you so much for doing it. But before we go, I want you to share a piece of advice. I want you to share five words of wisdom with our listeners. I think I counted these right. So it's success comes by helping others, and uh, it it comes from that Zig Ziglar quote: "You will get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want." And you are a personification of that, my dear. I love it. Love it. So thank Thank you you. very much. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Loved having you. Take care. So that was an awesome episode. You know, I didn't think about half of those steps. Yeah, I really like the idea of going back to your um, past clients Mm -hmm. around the holiday season Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, want to give us a gift? Yeah, that's a great idea. The one I like the most, and we're going to implement it here, is setting the tone right up front. We want you to be so happy with your involvement with us that you'll be sending us testimonials, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do that. Mm -hmm. I also learned that Brian has an extremely small office. Yes, no Only only 300 basketballs (laughs) would fit in his office. That is tiny. I was looking around this office as he was saying that, thinking, man, I bet you that we could get a couple of thousand in here. Yeah, and this is a small office. Yeah, he must be in a closet. (laughs) So, Brian, I I think we got to have him back on because he's just a wealth of information, and, and I love talking marketing with him every time we're at a conference or workshop or show we always find ourselves in the corner talking marketing i love it yep it was great so shall we let naomi take us away yes why don't we thank you everyone for being here this is power tips unscripted and i'm mark harari and i'm victoria downing thank you for being here take care bye-bye this has been another episode of power tips unscripted 
the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.